Thank you, Pastor. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. thank you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight in jesus precious name we pray amen dear children of god and uh, i greet you all in the wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ and uh, today i thought of sharing uh, god's word the dwelling of the holy spirit the dwelling of the holy spirit in our bibles there are several passages tells about how the holy spirit given to a christian that is through the power of the holy spirit believers are saved they are filled by the spirit they are sealed by the spirit and they are sanctified by the same spirit and the holy spirit really reveals god's thoughts to a believer and the holy spirit teaches the truth and the holy spirit guides us believers into all truth including knowledge of what has to come and the holy spirit also helps christians in their weaknesses and they intercede for them so there are many things it is not a only thing and there are many activities in first of all we have learned who he is he is one among the triune god he is god and uh, it is he who dwell among god children so there are different ways the holy spirit works in the lives of believers and uh, and just i am give you the points but i may not able to explain everything but i will give you the reference of it first of all the holy spirit convicts the world of sin John 16 verse 8 when he comes Jesus said when he comes he will convict the world concerning sin unrighteousness and judgment he is convict the world concerning sin righteousness and judgment John 16:8 Two The Holy Spirit dwells in believers and fills them The Holy Spirit dwells 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 ESV says 
do you not know that you are god's temple and that god's spirit dwells in you god's spirit dwells in you if it is in you say amen to that within you Ephesians 5:18 says and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit so it is something filled by the holy spirit the spirit dwells in us totally the holy spirit is a seal in the lives of believers he seals us what ephesian chapter 1 verse 13 ephesians 1:13 in him you also trusted after you heard the word of the truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise you are sealed with the holy spirit of promise <laughs> number 4 the holy spirit is a helper who teaches and reminds us he is a helper he is an advocate he is a counselor there are many names for him john 14:26 says john 14:26 jesus told his disciples the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance that i have said to you john 14:26 in other version says he as we says helper nai says advocate kjv says counselor there are different versions says the different names but one thing he will teach us he will make us to remember his word well five the holy spirit is a source of revelation wisdom and power first corinthians chapter 2 10 and 11 first corinthians chapter 2 10 and 11 these are the things god has revealed to us by his spirit revealed to us by his spirit the spirit is such as all things the spirit teaches all things even the deep things of god for who knows a person's thought except for their own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thought of god except the spirit of god except the spirit of god so here so the holy spirit is the source for us to know the power and wisdom of god six the holy spirit guides to all truth guides to all truth including knowledge of what is to come in john 16 chapter 13 to 15 john 16 13 to 15 but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will guide you into all truth 
He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what it is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father's is mine. Uh, to the father is mine. That's why I say the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Seven. Seventhly, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. It is the Holy Spirit gives the spiritual gift to the believer. The spiritual gift to the believer. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of for the profit of all. Not for individual, for the profit of all. Underline that. What are they? The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gift of healing, miracles, prophecy, designing of spirit, tongues, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit was in all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Not as we wanted, as God wills. Not everyone may have everything, but according to his will, God will give us the spiritual gifts, the spirit of God. Eighthly, the spirit enables believers to bear good fruit in their lives. That all of us, we know. The Holy Spirit enables believers to bear good fruit. Galatians 22, 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are all the fruit of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit enables believers to bear fruit. Ninthly, the Holy Spirit helps believers weaknesses and intercede for him. That also we know and we experience. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Whenever we are unable to pray, the Holy Spirit there comes and helps us. Likewise, the Bible says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we have to. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with a groaning which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Again, according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit makes believers new and gives them eternal life. Romans 8, 10 and 11. Romans 8, 10 and 11. Romans 8. And if God, the Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life. Because of righteousness. 11. 
But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Spirit of God, Jesus dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So the Holy Spirit makes a believer a new and gives them a eternal life and the time of the Lord's coming. So this is what it is. And there are much more I have not listed out. And now the question is, do we have, we are all, most of us are believers, the children of God. Long back we accepted Jesus Christ in our life. We also received the Holy Spirit in us. And uh, that turned out good. We thank God for that. Now the question is, do we have all about 10 works of the Holy Spirit functioning in the church or seen in every believer's life? As an individual believer or a Christian, can you say that the Spirit of God is fully operating in your life as he was in the beginning? In the beginning, in this sense, I didn't mean before the, for the creation of the world. But when you born again and accepted Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior in your life, and that remember that day and that time or that season or that month, how you were at that time, what was the zeal you had? Every one of us will know the answer. I'm not pointing out anybody or going to ask anyone. We all of us, we know from our consciousness and say, and uh, whether I have the same zeal, thirst, hunger for the spirit of God or and to serve the Lord. Let me give you one more scripture to remind you of the past. In Acts 2, 37 and 38, when Peter was preaching, and I'll read the word. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When he was preaching the word of God, they were cut to the heart. That means the conviction. So Acts 2.41 says, Then those who gladly receive his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added. Added to the 120 of them. So even last week after we had the message of repentance, our pastor said, question that. And uh, he says that, what happened to us? Again, we are going back to the foundation. Foundation of repentance and the baptism and now I am in the Holy Spirit. So where are we now? My point here is, as an early Christian, we too were shown our interest and the excitement, our eagerness, 
and to know the Holy Spirit at the beginning, how to receive it, and also the Holy Spirit to live in us. The Holy Spirit had the, we had the thirst for it, and uh, for the outward manifestation of the Holy Spirit in us, speaking in tongues, spiritual gift, and also gift of the Holy Spirit. Am I going to the? Am I asking the right question to you? Is it not true that we had all excitement and eagerness at the beginning to have and to the manifest, the, expect the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in us and through us? What happened now? COVID nineteen had different lockdowns. facing different kinds of trials and challenges in our life maybe that made us cool down when there is lockdown in the country the believers became cool down in our spiritual life where is the holy spirit of god in our life in our families in our church i think our focus in our life has turned from spiritual activity into more of physical activities or some of us nothing hope you understand my language our focus is turned during this pandemic covid 19 season of last two years almost from spiritual activity into your physical activity before jesus christ was taken into heaven the lord promised that we shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth acts 1:8 says that and to be filled and controlled by the holy spirit is the great need of disciples today jesus came to jerusalem during the i i am reading on the john 7 verse 37 to 39 there is an instant what jesus said and i will read the scriptures john 7 37 and 39 on the last day the great day of the feast jesus stood and cried out another version says with a loud voice cry out and saying if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water verse 39 but this is for concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the holy spirit was not yet given because jesus was jesus was not yet glorified and the same thing we read in isaiah 455 also what it says Oh, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and you have no money. Come, buy 
and heat. So here it was what was prophesied the same thing before he was ascended. He gave what the, 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 the what the scripture says here, he cried out. And the other version, loud voice, he stood and said in loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. According to this scripture, what did Jesus was saying here? There are four conditions to be filled and guided by the Spirit of God. There are four conditions. What are they? Number one, there has to be a thirst for more of God. There should be a thirst. So here, are you satisfied with the life as it is? Our Lord loves to be pursued by hungry and thirsty people. Do not let Christ go until your thirst is quenched. Receive all that God has for you. Persevere in prayer for the Spirit to come and fill you. Persistence we know. The persistence and boldness will be rewarded. So you know that in Luke 18, 1 to 8, we know about the persistent prayer. So here, what do you want to say? First of all, you should have a thirst. Secondly, you should have to come to the person of Christ. He said, come to me. If you are thirst, come to me. He said, let him come to me. The Lord asking here, about coming to Christ himself. Don't go anywhere. Come to him. Do you have love for the person of Christ? After Peter's three times denial of knowing Christ, in his restoration to the apostleship, Jesus asked Peter three times if he loves him. A question that each of us should answer. If God asks this question to every one of us, do we answer as Peter answered? And if you answer, yes, Lord, on what basis you will answer? And what proof we will give? What kind of relationship today we are having with him? Do we have a, a, a love relationship which is intimate with him? Do we exercise the Holy Spirit of God in our life, day-to-day -day life? Do we experience that? The gift and the talents are operating in our life? What God has given? Because God has trusted us. The gifts are according to His will, of course, but at the same time, our abilities also. So, on what basis we will say yes to that? If not, this is the message for us. Third qualification is you will need to drink. Having thirst is not enough. Coming to Jesus is not enough. 
And when he gives, we have to take and drink. Verse 37. The act of drinking, drinking speaks of receiving the Holy Spirit by an open, transparent heart. There has to be conscious decision of the will of God's way instead of ours. He speaks of submission to follow the shepherd wherever he leads. That should be the experience. That should be the expectation. That should be the submission by faith. Fourthly, of course, whoever believes in him. So thirst, come to him, drink it, and believe it. Verse 38, what to believe? Rivers of living water will flow from within them. His call is for the sincere, settled, inner belief that allows different set of moral value to affect one's character. Jesus calls it being born again. John 3.3 3. It means he gives a ownership of life and to allow Christ to sit on the throne of your spirit. That is, to direct your decision making. So here, these four are the necessary conditions to have the Holy Spirit of God flowing freely or dwelling in our life. So what are the needs and what is expected from us to have, if you have missed it, first of all, confess all our known sin before him. Deal with and get rid of anything doubtful in our life. Forget about the past. Remember after hearing now, you know about the work of the Holy Spirit in believers' life. If it is not, and if you are not, Led by the Spirit, if you sense, here we are. Confess our all known sin. Deal with, get rid of all of doubtful things in our life. Be ready to obey the Holy Spirit instantly and confess Christ publicly. This is the one of the thing. But here, once again, I come back to our today's topic. What is that? The dwelling of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. The same verse. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not of your own? Here it says in another version, who lives in you. The Bible teaches that all the believers are Indwelled by the Holy Spirit. The purpose of this indwelling ministry is to control the newly created nature given at conversion. I'm not going to much in detail, just as a summary. We should be influenced or led by the Holy Spirit, not by our own flesh. We are all physically born sinners but spiritually born again as a spiritual children. Let us remember that. We are not once born, we are born again. In our second point, we have seen that 
the Holy Spirit also not only dwells and also he fills them. What is he filling? The Holy Spirit fills the believer. That means the Bible says we are admonished to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 He says do not be drunk with the wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit. So here it is not as an option. He says it is the must we should be filled by the Holy Spirit. I was reminded when he was, uh, I was meditating that reminded of something in this junction. In Mark 3, 35 to 41 when we read and we know about Jesus Christ and he was asking, verse 35 says, he said to them, let us go cross over the other side. And he was asking the disciples, let us go to the other side. It is a physical, when he was there along with the disciples after the preaching, he asked them to let us go to the other side of the river. And uh, they were, they have taken him. Verse 36 says, they took him, first he said, let us cross over the other side. In verse 36 says, 436 Mark, they took him along with the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. Verse 37, what has happened immediately? A great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat. Verse 38, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke, awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So what is the relation of this with the dwelling of the Holy Spirit? You may ask the question. What is the relationship? Dwelling in the Spirit, Jesus sleeping in the boat. What is the relationship? Yes, there is. And here the question, what they ask, teacher, do you not care for the for that we are perishing? So, why was the storm? Who is the mistake? Whether it is a mistake of the disciples or of Jesus Christ. Who is caring for, not caring for who? They are telling Jesus is not care for them. What I understood here is, no one care for Jesus Christ. That is why he was led to sleep. When you are traveling, just imagine. If somebody is with you, interacting, you will not feel sleep. If you don't interact, the person will absolutely, actually, he will go into sleep. So it is the, the mistake or the problem of the disciples to let him to sleep. They are not care for them. They don't care that or give importance that and they have to have make use of the time and fellowship with him, interact with him. Because no one talked to him. This is my understanding. I don't ask from where I got it. And uh, they let him to sleep. But rather, what has happened? They are coming and asking, don't you care for us? We are perishing. So you know the rest of the story. 
So in the same way, experiencing the filling and dwelling of the Holy Spirit matters in our spiritual life. What we are speaking today is having the Holy Spirit in us, if you don't care and let him sleep, we cannot see any activities outside. Once again, man, man, the Holy Spirit, he has given the fruit. And even the John Gospel he was telling about. And everyone is oh, accepted Jesus Christ on the same day. The Holy Spirit came in us. That is what we confess. Hereafter, not me, Lord. It is you who take over. I will, know, I will do what you want to do. I will, you will lead me and I will follow you. What does it mean? The headship, the leadership, everything changed, not of ours, and it is shifted to God. The Holy Spirit will take control over us. That means, he, as He dwells in us, He will influence us. He will dominate us. That we have to suppress our fleshy nature and yield to the more of the Spirit more than ever before after accepting Christ. But nowadays, the question is, it is not so evident. And why it is not evident, the fruit of the Spirit, just imagine, all the fruits of this, of the, of this earth, whether it is a plant or the tree or everything, fruit are exposed always. None of the fruits are hidden under the ground. The fruits has to be seen. The fruits has to be seen in us. And that is why Jesus said, and you should be the light to the world. You should be the, the salt to the world. What does it mean? Salt means to give taste to yourself and the salt has to influence. If influence in you as it is the Spirit of God influencing you. The light means it has to be seen and it has to lead the people to the same light. What you have seen, what you have. So in the same context, the Holy Spirit also should be operate in us so that the, we should not only have that and also share that to others and lead the people. So here, the reason, as when Jesus Christ was on flesh as a human, the disciples led them to sleep. Now the Spirit of God is in us. That's why I said, I take this word, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit not elsewhere. You cannot see. That is why scripture more and more they emphasize that the Spirit of God is in you. In you. In you. He dwell in you. Can every one of us can say yes. Yes. The Spirit of God is in me. So in that case what are the things what I said are more than 10 I, ten I said. And there are much more. Is that or Holy Spirit works in your life effectively? As I said, the Holy Spirit dwells in believers. Acknowledge it. The Holy Spirit sees that you are belongs to kingdom of God. You are belongs to God. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He will teach us. He, the Holy Spirit is the source of revelation of your wisdom and power. And the Holy Spirit is the truth, including the knowledge, and which has to come about the future. The Holy Spirit is the gifts, is the spiritual gift. How many gifts do we have? 
is that gift is operating in us do you deserve that do you have that hunger and thirst to have that gift to operate in you and in your life in your family and is the holy spirit gives us the as he is filled with the fruit is that fruit fruit love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control is seen in us the manifestation of the fruit the spirit is most important than saying yes i am a born again christian yes i am spirit filled christian the holy spirit is in me more than that that is the thing god is expecting from every one of us as a conclusion those of us there are four groups those of you or heard this message of indwelling of the holy spirit if you are not heard about jesus christ who calls us to receive the holy spirit it is time to know him and accept him as your lord and savior jesus christ if you do not know jesus christ if you do not accept it and obey the lord yet it is a time for you to receive him secondly those of you who accepted jesus christ as your personal savior and also obeyed him in the water baptism but not yet received the baptism of the holy spirit are not aware of or not interested about it it is the time to seek and desire to be filled with the holy spirit seek first you will receive it thirdly those of you believers receive the anointing of the holy spirit once receive the gift of the holy spirit but seems to be silent quiet inactive in the it is the reminder that the holy spirit is dwelling in you and it is time time it is a high time to recognize him and become actively spiritually in in your spiritual life let us all have the thirst for the living water of the holy spirit go to him and ask him you will receive it and believe in him and he is there with assurance of the eternal life and let us use the gifts and the talents for the glory of our god and for his kingdom purposes may god bless us all god bless you